Hi, I'm Brad, and welcome to another episode of Coffee for Closers. We're here on site at Career Scout Japan in Hamamatsujo with founder and managing director Rocco Trapanese. Rocco, thanks for having us, and Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming out. So we wanted to kick off uh, this episode uh, talking a little about uh, what you're doing here, uh, a little about, about your background and, and how you started up Career Scout Japan. So let's start uh, a little more about you. Um, can you tell us a little more about your background and what brought you to Japan? Uh, well, I've been in Japan for about 17 years altogether. And uh, before Japan, I was studying international business and Japanese at San Francisco State University. And I was very lucky to do a, a one-year study abroad at Waseda University. And uh, I love the people, love the culture. Uh, the language was a lot of fun as well. And so I moved here after university for a one-year stint on the JET program, thinking that, oh, I'll just do one year and then I'll go back to the United States and start real life. But one year turned into about 17 years. So <laughs> I came here and just never, never left, which uh, I think happens to a lot of people that fall in love with the culture. So, um, yeah, the one year was uh, in Mie Prefecture, and I uh, worked as a prefectural advisor on the JET program. Um, I was a, a CIR as well, coordinator for international relations. Um, and uh, I was one of those JETs who wasn't fully utilized. Uh, I think I had maybe three or four hours worth of work per day, and then the rest of the time I was checking Gmail nine times an hour. Um, so I was uh, ready for something that was a little more fast paced. Uh, people, industry, and sales, I thought was quite interesting. And so I found my first position in recruiting in Tokyo and started doing accounting and finance, a recruiting for mid-career executives at uh, US and European companies. And that's my specialist. I've been doing that ever since. So I've been trying to get extremely good at one thing, right? Um, but um, the, the area of my Focus has always been on smaller and medium-sized companies. It's a funny story, actually. When uh, I got promoted to full-cycle recruiting and became a consultant, I was actually backfilling somebody else's position at the company. Right. And I asked, I said, well, why is, why is my senpai quitting? And he said, well, because he thought he can't make any money with these clients, so he left. Do you want his job? And I, Well, at first I was like, yes, of course, because it's an extra you know, 50,000 yen per month, right? And to me, that's big money. I just spent all my cash coming up from JET program. And um, so, yes, of course, I jumped at it. But then afterwards, I was thinking, well, wait a second, what did I just sign up for? I mean, this, this guy who just quit before me said he couldn't make any money here. So I, I quickly had to figure out how I could work with these smaller size companies, which a lot of them were more obscure. Uh, B2B companies that you would never have thought about, like O-ring sealants and printer blankets and valve and flow control, this, you know, important products that's needed for industrial, uh, you know, industrial companies. But nobody ever thinks about these types of organizations. So anyway, I, I just ran with that and I, I figured out how to recruit for these smaller size businesses. And uh, after working at two large recruiting firms, um, I decided to set up Career Scout to provide a higher level of customer service to uh, the smaller and medium-sized companies in Japan um, and try to pick up the game all around for them. So that's what Career Scout's about. Um, since we've set up the business, uh, I was focusing on accounting and finance, and uh, due to high demand, 
A lot of our clients were asking us for support in supply chain. So we set up a supply chain desk. We also realized there was demand for HR candidates uh, for our clients as well. So we set up an HR desk too. And now we have three revenue streams and three specialisms. And we're hoping to double in size by the end of next year. And we've got an office move in the works. So I don't know if that's what you wanted to hear, but that's the uh, the lengthy introduction. I hope I covered everything. No, definitely. And, and that's all going to be covered in, in this episode. And I mean, one, one thing that you said in particular, right? Um, and I, I guess we'll come back to this a bit, but like um, you were on the JET program, right? So I, I'd say probably this is a, a non-official data, but I'd say at least 80% of the recruiters out there started out teaching English, right? Myself as well. And you just transition into recruiting. Um, you know, it's for me, that was like a huge jump from, from teaching into, into recruiting. How about yourself? I mean, how did you find yourself transitioning from you know, the JET program into recruiting and in, into the you know, accounting section? Well, it was actually like right back where I started because when, when I was a university student, I was crazy busy. I had, I had two degrees that I was focusing on. I had a part-time job. I was busy with hobbies and wrestling and doing like, you know, grappling and submission wrestling. I was just like, every day I was, I was busy. I was traveling back and forth to school. So I, I probably didn't have a day off for, I'd probably say three or four years. So I was used to the really hectic schedule and, and not having any free time um, and being incredibly busy and having to be you know, efficient with my time. So when I came on JET program, it was like a one year vacation, but you, know, you, you can't stay underutilized for too long without going crazy. So, you know, about one year was, was good enough for me. Well, you know, all, all due respect to the JET program, I did have an amazing experience, but, um, uh, and, and I, I learned uh, a lot about Japanese, which was great. But for me, I really wanted something that was more results focused. And so getting into recruiting where the work you put into it, you know, the results are going to be showing on the back end. I mean, that was perfect for me. Um, so I felt right at home when I came back into recruiting and, and I, I still feel that way. Right. And the other point that I, I wanted to come back to is, is, you know, you mentioned, uh, specializing, right? Like, like just choose one industry and, and, and own it. Right. Um, and that's, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, pivoting and, and changing industries, but I mean, for you, what, what do you think, um, specializing actually does and, and, and how does it benefit being a recruiter in, in this day and age? Well, you, you have to be focusing on one group of candidates. I mean, you can't be doing everything for everyone all the time. Uh, so when you're going and engaging senior level people and you're maybe a couple of years into recruiting or, or you, know, you, you haven't done an accounting and finance type of job before, I mean, they're going to expect you to know what you're talking about, right? So if you want to establish credibility with your clients and your candidates and then start swimming upstream and selling to the C-suite, well, yeah, you should specialize instead of becoming a jack of all trades. So um, accounting and finance, I mean, it's always in demand. You always need English speakers who can explain what's going on at U.S. and European companies here in Japan uh, to help them close their books. I mean, it's a critical function within the organization. So specializing in this particular area, um, I've always had plenty of work to do. I've always had plenty of candidates to meet, and uh, I've been learning about accounting and finance, which is, uh, which is also a big bonus as well. And I always thought that the most powerful executives or effective people uh, were good with sales, 
But at the same time, they understood about accounting, they understood about finance, and they knew how to manage the bottom line. So um, specializing, I think, is incredibly important. And I, I mean, have you seen a change in the finance and accounting industry like over the past, let's say, 10, 15 years here in Japan? Uh, no. <laughs> Short answer, that's good. No. Well, it, it's small to medium-sized company, accounting and finance recruiting. Uh, it's usually, I mean, a lot of the main components are the same. I mean, you're going to have uh, an accounting and finance professional who has to be good at doing several different things within that function. They need to be able to speak English and deal with um, decision makers overseas. Plus, they have to deal with all the local decision makers. They have to deal with statutory report reporting, the tax office as well. So they have to do it all. So you, you quickly realize that they need to be more like all around people in the accounting and finance function. And unless the accounting and finance rules really change drastically, well, it's still going to be a critical role. Or unless the tax laws change drastically, they're going to be doing a lot of the same thing. So um, I don't see too many differences for accounting and finance recruiting in my area. Now, if you talk with somebody who's doing IT recruiting for accounting and finance um, or maybe financial institutions, um, something like this, yeah, I, I imagine they'll have a different story. But for small to medium-sized companies, doesn't change so much. Great. No, great answer. And you know, what's your team here? What areas do you focus on here? And, and how is your team structured here at CareerScout Japan? Okay, so now there's, uh, there's seven of us all together. We actually have our eighth person joining us in March. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm aggressively recruiting, so I'm hoping to double in size by the end of next year. Um, at this point, we have, if you include me, uh, three and a half people on accounting and finance. Uh, we have one and a half people doing uh, supply chain recruiting and the one full-time recruiter doing HR and, and then um, our back office support staff, who is basically the linchpin and, and probably the most important person in the organization helping us with our accounting, IT, HR, everything else. I mean, she's, she's really a superwoman. And I remembered her birthday and I got her a present, so I'm hoping she'll... She'll think highly of us, right? There's pay increase in there somewhere too, right? Nice. All right. And and how how's your system structured? I mean, I know that you um, are pretty much based here in the office. Was that? I mean, how did your system and processes change pre-COVID, post-COVID, or in the middle of COVID now? Yeah. Well, we tried to be, of course, a, a you know responsible citizens here in Japan. Um, when there was a state of emergency and you had a lot of people you know, working from home, uh, of course, we also followed those, uh, those protocols. Um, but what we found is that sharing information and teamwork and best practices, being in the office is the best. There's no substitute for it. And the teamwork here is, I think, uh, part of the secret sauce, so to speak. Like that, that corporate DNA, I think, is something that we've gotten correct. Um, so all of that knowledge sharing, all of that looking out for your fellow colleagues, trying to make sure that they're set up for success, diffusing best practices, uh, we've got that down in this office. So that part's very good. Um, being in the office, though, I still feel it's best for, for growing the pie. And 
Um, unfortunately, there's some other companies where it's, it's competitive internally, which can be unfortunate because then you have a, a tendency to go and snake somebody's deal um, or, you know, snake their piece of pie. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to grow the pie so everybody gets a bigger share. Uh, and I think if we, you do that correctly, it's very much a sense of like the, um, uh, the whole is going to be greater than the sum of the parts. And I think that's what we have going for us here. Nice. No, it's nice to see that. I mean, it was nice to see when we came into the office, like everyone's there, everyone's on the phone, there's buzz, there's, there's, uh, you know, banter going back and forth, which, you know, I haven't seen that in, in a few years now. Right? That's so amazing. I mean, that I, I can't believe it when, when I hear that. And quite frankly, like I've been, I've been rather myopic, just focusing on career scout. I, I don't go off and, and talk with other recruiters or, I mean, like, I'm like probably the, the worst networker that's in all of Tokyo. Right. Um, I stick to my phone and I stick to my video chats and face-to-face -face meetings and then I go home and I'm you know, a responsible husband. So I don't know what anybody else is doing right now, quite frankly. And, and I think uh, I heard one time somebody said that like, I, go into the, you know, I go into the office and it's like you can, you can hear everything. It's like a typing pool, right? I mean, there's nobody on the phone. Nobody's talking. It's dead silent. And then to us, I mean, part of the reason we're moving to a new office is because you know, we're all talking over each other back here, right? I mean, all of us are on the phone all the time, always prospecting. It's a room full of sales hunters. So uh, yeah, when I hear that, I'm, I'm quite surprised and we take a little bit different approach in our office. So going back to, to the, the growth plans and the move, um, like what's in store for the new office that's, that's different from here? I mean, obviously uh, the number of spaces, but is, is, do you have a concept in mind of, of, of what, how you want to grow or what kind of space you want it to be uh, moving in and, and growing? Yeah, but to, to answer your question, I'll talk a little bit more about what, what we did with this office. Um, well, the current office, we wanted to set up to give our candidates a, a great experience coming in into our office, seeing that even though we're small, we take ourselves very seriously. We're focused on quality. Uh, and so we set up the lobby, the meeting rooms, um, you know, just the, the general um, ambiance in this office, I think is very good for a, the candidate experience. Um, but now with COVID and everybody's working from home and video uh, chat and, and video meetings being highly diffused throughout all of Tokyo, nobody's coming into this office anymore, right? Okay, so how can you get your office, how can you get your fixed costs working for you uh, in this environment given these changes? Well, the way to do it is to make sure that the employee experience is very good. So the next office is going to be a great place to work for the employees, putting them first and making sure that they have all the tools that they need to be successful um, focusing on prospecting new business development, engaging new clients, uh, having places where they can go and speak on the phone and not their colleagues' telephone call leaking into their telephone call, um, which is par for the course when you're always uh, talking with your candidates or your clients. Uh, so the, the employee experience, the consultant experience, I think is going to be much better. It's going to be a much wider space. We're still looking for a central location. We like Minatoku. So um, hopefully we'll be settling on a property uh, that's not too far away, um, but that's what we're going for. Plus, we'll have, a, we'll have an extra aspect to our office, which is, uh, I think will be a game changer for us. We'll be doing a lot of media work, a lot of video work, and hence 
Brad invited me on coffee for closers. It's just the beginning, right? No, it's great. And, and I, I see that, you know, I mean, we've also had to kind of step up our game as well because I, we do see a lot more agencies, you know, moving into the, the branding side. And, and you definitely, you know, we're, the, we're spearheading that. Um, I mean, have you found, like, what, what's been your experience with using branding? I mean, I know you have a lot of things going on uh, internally and externally that you use branding and video. Um, without giving out too much information, like how has it been on your side and, and what's been the reception and, and the results? Um, well, you know, companies, your clients and your candidates want to know who you are. And with video technology, they can get to know you much, much faster just by looking at your website or, or seeing a video message from you. So it breeds that familiarity so much faster instead of just a telephone call or an email. Uh, so, I mean, that part of it has been great. So incorporating the video into our overall marketing strategy and branding strategy has been quite helpful. Um, another thing too, that I found is quite important is rather than branding the company so much, and I think Career Scout does have a good reputation. So of course that's, that's part of our strategy, but co-branding with our consultants is more important because really the, the consultants are the one who are ones who are driving the business. So co-branding with them, making sure that our LinkedIn posts or our uh, social media feed is filled with promoting our consultants and what they're doing so that our clients and candidates get to get to know them better too. So co-branding is something that we're really focusing on with our consultants. And I think that's a little bit different than what some larger size organizations are doing. And, and that brings me you know, to talk a little more about some of your unique traditions here, as, as well as uh, some of your marketing uh, plans that you have. Can you tell us a little about the belt? Like what's up with the belt? What is it? Why do you do it? Okay. Uh, so the belt I felt was a unique way to celebrate success in the office. Uh, I remember working for one of my previous companies and the employee of the month trophy was this tiny little thing about this big. And you could barely read what was written on it. it. It was the least inspiring employee of the month award I'd ever seen, right? And so uh, I certainly didn't want to do something like that or, or get some sort of you know piece of plastic shaped in a diamond, and you know it, it just didn't it didn't resonate with me. So I felt well, you know, I want something that will be uh, highly coveted. I wanted people in the office to have some friendly competition. Um, the belt I felt. It coupled perfectly with our sort of business athlete culture that we have here. We, we do have a lot of athletes or former athletes that have transitioned into recruiting. Um, and, you know, belt is kind of something that you can show off a bit. You know, you can, you can strut around the office with, you can put it over your shoulder. You can get your picture taken with it. You can go downstairs or you know, go grab a cup of coffee wearing it, have your lunch, you know, whatever, right? It, it's kind of something you can show off. Uh, and certainly nobody else was doing it. So we decided to make a custom belt and that's our employee of the month award. Nice. Well, it's definitely good. I mean, it, obviously, uh, you know, it is something worth winning. You know, it's, it's better than a little trophy or ringing a bell or something like that or a dinner out. So you get to keep it. And it, it, do they keep it until what? Somebody takes them down? Until it's taken from somebody, you know, if you want to keep that belt, right? You know, you have to consistently uh, be the top salesperson for the month. So uh, I think the next phase of belt awards is we're going to have a quarterly belt and an annual belt. 
And so you might have somebody that unifies all the belts. If they're the top biller for the quarter and for the year and for the month, they're going to have all three of the belts. And then you're going to try and take the belts from the champ. So maybe that's a little bit further down the road. We're still uh, enjoying our current monthly monthly sales championship belt right now. But yeah, that's something I was thinking about maybe a little bit further down the road. Nice. All right. And, and the other thing that um, you, you've been doing that is quite unique and different is uh, some of your job postings. So you have these uh, kind of what manga job posts uh, that you've been sending out. Um, we've seen a lot on, on, in LinkedIn. Um, can you tell us like how did that start and how has it been going and what's the reception been? Uh, again, I wanted to do something that, that stood out. Uh, I noticed a lot of people on LinkedIn, uh, recruiters, if, if they have a job that opens up, they put a little two to three line text message out there like, hey, everybody, I'm searching for an accounting manager. Message me for details. Right? I mean, I just kind of everybody was doing that and I didn't want to contribute to that. Uh, I did do that, I think, back in 2015 or so. So, yes, I'm guilty of that, too. Um, but to uh, repent my previous sins, I decided to uh, level up a bit. And uh, so I wanted it to be creative. I wanted it to be eye-catching. I wanted it to be fun. Um, and I also wanted a co-brand with the consultants. So again, you know, Career Scout has a nice brand, but really it's the power of your consultants that, that makes all the difference. So I wanted to make sure that the consultants could get involved in making their own you know, manga job ads. Um, and it's in something that they're looking forward to. So after hitting some sales targets, we invest money in um, developing their manga job ads and they can put themselves out there. They've, they, of course, get a say in how they're represented in it. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. And, and what, what's the candidate reception on that? I mean, do, do people, you know, how, how are the candidates on your side receiving that? I mean, do they, do they get a kick out of it or is it because it, it's informative as well. You're putting a lot of information on there and also highlighting the consultant, which is great. Yeah. I, I mean, it puts a little bit more human touch to, to our consultants. And I think that's what people pick up on the most. Um, you know, there's a few of them where, okay, Matt, Daniel, and I, I mean, we all have kids, right? And so, Everybody knows what it's like working from home and you're in the middle of a video chat and one of your kids barges in and, you know, jumps up into the camera and bothers you. Well, that's part of the manga job ads, right? Or, you know, you're a recruiter and you're working at home and you're in the middle of a very important telephone call and, you know, your wife just you know throws the baby in your lap. Here, take her, right? And, you know, you're, you're in the, trying to close a deal and your kid's grabbing the phone out of your hand, right? So, you know, it... it and I think our candidates are probably in that same situation too, candidates and clients. So everybody can relate to that um, and, and it's fun. So it, it shows the candidate a little bit about the consultant that they're going to be dealing with. Uh, it's, it's catchy, it's motivating for the consultants as well. And then on top of that, you know, you have the job information that's there too. So, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of fun for everybody. No, great stuff, great stuff. And, and, you know, going back to your, your growth plans. So uh, there's seven of you, of you now. Um, what, what are the growth plans? You, like, you, you do want to double by, you said, the end of this year um, or the end of next year or the, the end of this year? Oh, sorry. Yes. The end of 2022. That's our, okay. that's our goal. Okay. So you want to double in size by the, by the end of this year. Um, what type of people are you bringing on? And are you staying within your sector um, or are you expanding out? And, and how do you want to grow? And, and, and what does it take to be... Uh, a consultant here at Career Scout Japan. Okay, um, we're looking to uh, 
focus more on our specialisms that we have right now. So we're doubling down on accounting and finance, supply chain, and human resources. So we're looking to build out those desks and give more coverage to some of our clients. So we're, we're doing a great job of covering B2B, medical device, um, other industrial companies, manufacturing companies. I think we're doing a great job there. We do um, also do a lot of great work with uh, consumer goods companies, some fashion and retail companies. We're, we're doing quite well there, but we could be doing better. Uh, and quite frankly, we don't do too much with services or with IT companies. So we'll probably be making a push into that area for this year. Um, after that, I really like life sciences. So next stage in development for Career Scout, we're definitely looking for more of like a life sciences type of desk. And hopefully we'll be buying our way into that and uh, <laughs> paying some experienced recruiters to come over to Career Scout, right? Um, as far as the, the type of person that succeeds at Career Scout, we are heavily focused on sales hunting and new business development. The entire business is focused around um, getting new business, getting new jobs, getting new candidates that aren't on LinkedIn, that aren't on the job boards, working the referrals, having a much higher, uh, better candidate experience is really what we're all about. So the type of person who succeeds a career scout will be a very outgoing person who likes to stay busy, enjoys challenging new things, meeting new people, meeting new companies, um, always looking to uh, strive for more and can stay active on the telephones. We're still very much telephone heavy type of uh, a recruiting outfit, which we're, and I don't apologize when I say that either, the telephone is still the most effective way to do this job. So um, that type of person does very well in our business for the hunting side, right? New development, new business development side. So we actually have uh, two segments within our organization, sales hunters, who go off and rummage up new business. They're the most proactive ones. And then we also have uh, like more account managers in which they maintain and they look after our existing clients too. So you know, there's different personality for a sales hunter and somebody who is uh, you know, an account manager. You, it's two very different types of people, different types of jobs, uh, job sets and skill sets. So um, we try to segment those and uh, build our business on both fronts. Great. Well, great stuff. We definitely uh, look forward to, to tracking your, your progress and your growth. Uh, Rocco, thanks for, for joining us today. Um, so for anyone that's interested, um, either on the candidate side, client side, or uh, experienced or junior recruiters that are looking for something different, um, please reach out to Rocco directly in the, in the Career Scout Japan team here. Um, and yes, definitely be on the lookout for more great stuff uh, from Career Scout Japan. So Rocco, thanks again. All right. And thanks for uh, everyone for watching. Uh, have a great 2022 year and stay tuned for more great content from Coffee for Closers.